Amen. John, the 21st chapter, if you will, turn with me to the writings of John, verse number 4 of chapter 21. And let me again encourage all of you that will stay for a good meal, help our young people out for some activities they will be participating in later in the fall. I know they will be happy and thankful for your uh, support. John chapter 21 and verse number 4. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Then Jesus saith unto them, Children, have you any meat? They answered him, No. And he said unto them, Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and you shall find. Cast the net on the right side of the ship, and you shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fishes. Amen. I want to talk to you this morning about getting ready for a miracle. Amen. Getting ready for a miracle. Why don't you put your Bibles down and join hands with somebody and let's just pray together right now. Father, I believe you're here right now. I I have felt and sensed your presence. And I know, Lord, that we are not here by accident. I know that we are not here by chance. God, that you have designed and orchestrated this day for our benefit. This is the day the Lord hath made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Bless your people today, God, and minister in this congregation. In the name of Jesus, we ask all of these things to be done for your glory. In Jesus' name, and everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Thank you for being in the house of the Lord today. The story from John chapter 21, I certain is familiar to most of us here this morning. And it is a passage of Scripture that has often drawn my attention. And again today, I would like to take you back to that word. There are many recorded appearances of our Lord after His resurrection. The bulk of those took place in and around Jerusalem. Most of them happened on the day of the resurrection. Some of them were a week later and perhaps some even later than that. There was a purpose in his appearing after the resurrection. The object of his appearance after the resurrection was to establish some things, to verify and certify to people the reality of the resurrection, that he had come out of the grave as he had promised. It was also that he appeared in his physical form so that we would know him, he would be known, and he would be recognized. And it was there that he confirmed the faith of his disciples. And so it was that he appeared for those reasons. However, the incident before us this morning seems to have happened sometime later after the resurrection, but before the ascension. It was at least a week, perhaps longer than that, after 
the resurrection when the Lord appeared to these disciples who had gone to the Sea of Galilee to fish. Its sole purpose was not to establish his identity and it was not to uh, certify the credibility of his resurrection. But it seems to me that the only reason that he came to these disciples this day was because they were struggling. They were having a hard time of it. And though the facts were that he was fresh from the grave and he was fresh from the deep dark regions of mystery where the dead sleep and wait for the resurrection, he had come back into this world after having been crucified and put away in a tomb and certified as dead. He is now alive and he is well And it is on the eve of the ascending back into heaven. And this Christ, this possessor of such experiences as he has had over the last short while, now takes interest in seven men and their poor fishing. And he cares to know whether or not their net was full or empty. This one who had come from death, had resurrected into life, the risen Lord with the halo of death over him and the resurrection round about him. There on the beach that morning in the increasing light of the day, interested in, caring about, asking about these seven disciples Ultimately, he would speak to them and direct and he would crown their life with his blessings because of their obedience to his word. And it speaks to me. When I read this particular portion of scripture, it speaks to me that the toil and the struggle of these seven men is not lost to him. But he who has just come from the regions of death, who has (coughs) resurrected to a new life, this one who has been crowned with immortality is not too busy in his work of fulfilling his purpose that he cannot help some men struggling through a night of fruitless toil. He comes to them on this beautiful morning. Never a more sublime and wonderful picture in all of Scripture than is before us. For you see here in our text the binding together of the lowest and the highest. What would be the fitting language of one risen from the dead? What would be the fitting language for a risen Savior to speak What does one talk about who is fresh from the grave? What do you talk about when you are fresh from the other world? To speak of that other world no doubt would be upon some minds. But to ask questions about this world and these struggles. And yet that is exactly what he does. 
I find here a powerful truth that God has given me a message to deliver to someone this morning that anything that interests you, anything that interests us is not without interest to Him. Anything that is big enough to occupy our thoughts and to consume our efforts is large enough to be taken into His consideration. For in my text I find one who identifies with the toils and struggles of these frustrated fishermen. All of their toils and all of their struggles and all of their petty anxieties have touched a chord that vibrates deep within his heart. Others' interest in them may wane and come and go, but his interest and his sympathy to them was noticeable even in the simplest things. The risen Lord is interested in poor fishing. He is interested in poor performances. He is interested in a person's lackluster efforts. He is interested in their disappointment. He is concerned about their setbacks. The truth is that the best life, the most successful people find themselves frustrated at times and find that life does not work out to our plans. There are times when the best efforts on our part make no difference whatsoever. That no matter how hard we try, no matter how diligent we are in our work or what we're attempting to do, nothing comes of our labors. And it was to those men, it was to that kind of situation that the Lord came that early morning. He came because these men had failed at their efforts. He came because these men had not been able to accomplish what they had set out to do. He has not appeared to prove His power. He has not appeared to prove that He is resurrected. He has come to this seashore because these seven men were struggling struggling with a night of effort and toil, struggling with throwing out a net and pulling it in and only finding it empty over and over again, going through life and laboring diligently but not seeing anything come of our efforts. Out into the water they sailed and all night long cast after cast, time after time, putting out the wet net, pulling in the heavy net, weary and worn from their labor. And now they are so absorbed in their efforts that they do not even recognize Him when He appears on the seashore and He asks them the question, Have you any meat? The half-surly and I'm certain wholly disappointed answer was no. We have no meat. When I read that question, there's something about it that speaks to me. His question was not meant to frustrate them, but it was intended to favor them. His question was not 
ask for information. He was asking for illumination, not to gain knowledge, but to shed light. His question was meant to evoke out of them that response. No, we have nothing to show for our labors. When I began to look at this story, the Lord began to speak to me and He said, You know, this is the key that unlocks the door for many miracles in people's lives. You see, I already know what the answer is. When I ask a question, I'm not asking because I don't know. I know the answer before the question is asked. I ask questions so that you can know. I ask questions so that you might understand. He's not asking so that he can gain knowledge. He is asking to see if these men know where they are. And as crazy as it may seem, until we acknowledge our lack, until we acknowledge our emptiness, until we acknowledge our fruitlessness, until we acknowledge our own failures, we will see no provision or miracle in our life. It was their consciousness of their failure that was the prerequisite to His prospering their labor. God's aid was awaiting someone who was willing to be honest enough with themselves that when asked what's going on in your life, they could answer Him truthfully. Have you any meat is a pivotal question to provision. He is asking them to see if they knew where they were. And sure enough, they answered Him, we have no meat. I find it true in life that there are many people that do not know where they are. There are many in life who live in denial of what is not working in their lives. And there are some people who are lost to care. They don't, they, they, they've gone beyond the point of caring about what's going on. And there are others that simply lie about their situation. They don't want to admit that they have nothing in their net. But his question is about the inadequacy of our resources. Not to frustrate us. Not to aggravate us. But in order to prepare us for that blessing that he has come to share with us. Could you understand this simple preacher this morning when I come before you to tell someone here this morning that God has seen you in the night throwing out, pulling in, throwing out, pulling in. You're working harder than you've ever worked. You're trying more things than you've ever tried. And yet nothing has come of those efforts. And you're wondering what's going on and why is this like this? Why am I where I am right now? And then all of a sudden you are aware that someone else is here. Someone else has slipped into the scene. Someone else is speaking now and he asks, do you have 
have any meat. I am convinced this morning that if those men had not answered him, he would have left them there to their frustration. He would have left them there to their aggravation. But he was interested in their weary efforts. He was willing to guide them out of their weakness into his plenty. He was willing to direct them into provision and to plenty if they would simply acknowledge where they were. I realize this morning that life is full of toil and failure. There is no one here that has not been through experiences like that. We are often on the sea of life, tugging and rowing, tossing and pulling, wet and weary, hauling in empty nets. But none of that is lost to Him. And that's the simple message that Jesus came to tell somebody here this morning. That whatever you are going through, whatever you feel frustrated about this morning, that that is not lost to Him. That He is not so busy with His world and so busy with celestial things and so busy with higher priorities that He could not come to where you are and ask about your problem. Amen. He asked those men about their empty nets. The Lord has come this morning on business. He knows what your efforts have been. He knows how hard some of you have tried. He knows how hard some of you have worked and nothing that you've done has proven successful. Nothing that you've attempted has come out like you envisioned it. Nothing has happened the way that you planned. Frustrated and aggravated, if you will look, there is one near you right now. There is one who has slipped into the quiet corners of your life. And he stands there on the beach and he speaks out across the mist of the morning. Have you any meat? What's going on? In your life this morning. What, what's robbing you of your peace? What's keeping you frustrated in your efforts? The frustration of when life doesn't work. And sometimes no matter how hard you try. Or what you do. You still come up empty. And there he stands on the seashore. Concerned about some men's empty nets. The Lord sent me on a simple mission this morning to tell somebody that He sees that emptiness. He knows the emptiness. He knows about what's going on in your life. He knows about the whole night. He knows about the whole story. He knows the whole situation. He knows about all of your efforts. And He came with a miracle. He came with provision. He came to do something to change our situation. And all that He's waiting on is for you and I to recognize that there really is nothing in my net. You know, it's amazing pastoring as long as I have what I have seen in my years of pastoring and working with people. But it never ceases to amaze me how long people will keep dragging around an empty net and denying that it's empty. How long people will keep throwing that net out. And pulling it in and not getting anything. But if you ask them how things are going. Everything's great. 
everything's fine. How it is that when people go through life and they make their best effort and they try as hard as they can and they're doing all that they know to do but nothing that they're doing is working. And yet they will live in denial that anything is wrong. Everything's okay. Everything's great. Everything's fine. And yet there's this empty net. There's this hole in your heart and in your life because everything you've tried, everything you've done, none of it has produced. Look at your life right now. All that you've looked back over the last few years, it should have been the most fruitful years of your life. It should have been the most fruitful time of your life. But look back, look at your life now. And when you look at it, you realize there's nothing there. There's nothing. And the Lord slipped into that situation. He hasn't come to prove that he's alive. He didn't come to show you nail-scarred hands. He come to let you know that he knows about those empty nets. He come to let you know that he knows about all of those efforts and this long night of labor. He, none of that is lost to him. And he's not so busy doing all the other things that God does that he cannot come down to where I am and speak into my world and into my situation and say, you know what? I've got an answer for you. I've got provision for you. I can make a way for you. I can tell you how to make it work. I can show you where. I can point you in the right direction. If you'll just listen to me for a moment, I can turn this thing around. I can turn this thing in your life if you'll just give me your attention for just a moment. And in a moment's time, a whole night of frustration is forgotten. With nets that are so full that they break. God. Oh, in a moment's time, in just an instant, it doesn't take a whole service. It just takes an instant when somebody realized that's Jesus. That's the Lord's. He came for me. He's talking to me. I'm the one that I've been throwing. I'm, I keep on the good face and I make sure that when I come out, I make nobody knows anything's going wrong in my life. I just make sure that I hide it as well as you can. But he knows about that. And he could have passed on by and not been concerned about them, but he didn't. He came right where they were and he asked them the most painful and penetrating question that he could. He got right down to where their problem was. Do you have anything to show for what you've been trying? And they said no. And it opened the floodgate. It opened the door. And in a moment's time, in just an instant, it turned completely around. And those nets that had been empty, all of a sudden they felt the pull and the surge of fish coming from everywhere, filling them. And listen, folks, it wasn't in another county. It wasn't in another lake. It wasn't in another time zone. It wasn't in another service. It was in the very same moment. It was in the same situation. It was in the same setting right there on that same lake. They just simply move from one side of the boat to the other. They throw their nets out and there is what 
they have been looking for all night long. Now, I'm not going to argue with you about whether the right meant the literal right. or that, I, I don't know that there was a right and a wrong side of the boat. All I know is that when they listened to what he said, in a moment of time, God turned everything around in their life. And suddenly they went from famine to feasting. They went from having nothing to having more than they could contain. Because they were willing to do what he told them to do. And they put their net on the other side. And it happened right where they were. Can some of you understand that right where you are right now is a good place for a turnaround? Some people are of the opinion that it's not here anymore. It's over. There's no more fish in this lake. They're just not here. Things have changed. The lake's changed. The situation's changed. The environment's changed. It, you know, it's, it's not this marriage, it's not this home, it's not this job, it's not in this church, it's not in this situation. And so we, we throw those things away trying to find a place where it does work. And right where they were in the same lake, in the same place where they had been fishing all night, God opened a door that brought into their lives more than they could contain, greater than they could hold within themselves, all because they were willing to admit that they didn't have anything in their life. I don't have anything to show for where I'm at. I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm aggravated, but I'm not ready to give up yet. I'm listening, Lord, for one more word. And if you'll just give me one more word, I believe something's going to change. Amen. The fish were right there, not in another creek, not in another cove, not in another bay, but right where they were, right where they had been laboring. There they were. Amen. You know, you can run away from home. You can run away from a spouse. You can run away from a job. You can run away from a church. But you can't run away from yourself. And sooner or later, you've got to come to grips with yourself. You've got to come to grips with what's going on in your life. It's all of my efforts. Are they producing anything? Are they, are they mounting to anything? Is there anything coming of what I've tried? You can run from everything, but right where you are, right where you are, so many times we think that what we desire is inaccessible, that it's somewhere in another place, at another time, on another job, in another town. And the reality is it's right where you are right now. Amen. Right where you are right now. There is the making of a turnaround right where you are. And God sent me on a mission this morning to tell somebody that. You don't have to go somewhere else. You don't have to try another situation right where you are if you just be willing to get honest with yourself and honest with Him. He can turn everything around. If what you've been doing isn't working, don't be afraid to try something different. Amen. Don't get so locked into what you're doing that you're not willing to change. That's what the story speaks. It speaks that a great deal can be lost when we refuse to obey and we refuse to listen. A great deal can be lost when we refuse to listen. Amen. 
Anybody ever remember a parent telling you to do something a certain way and you were just intent on doing it your way? And the harder you tried, the worse it got. Yeah, there's there's some people here this morning. Your mother's been trying to tell you some stuff for a long time and you just, you, you hear it, but you don't listen. You, you're not paying attention. Yeah. It's amazing what we will lose in life because we're not willing to listen. We're not willing to pay attention when God begins to speak into our life. When God begins to move, we're not willing to open up to that and say, God, that's what I need. What a great deal can be lost when we refuse to listen. What they would have lost if they had refused to take a venture. No fish would have filled their net. And no one would have discovered it was the Lord. It was the Lord. A dreary day would have followed a dreary night. And so it is that people cast their net. Cast their net. They cast their net and nothing changes. And then one word from God and everything changes. Everything. Sometimes it seems that victory is impossible. But all God said is, just try something new. Amen. Have the courage to do something you've not done before and see what happens. I'm closing this morning by reminding all of you that God knows how to manage our business better than even we can. Amen. He can give advice to the most cunning And he can speak words of wisdom to the most intelligent person. And you will never, never regret obeying the Lord. You'll never regret saying yes to him. It would be a pity today to know that fish could be found in this place. That miracles could be discovered in this place. It would be a pity today to know that God stood on the seashore of our life. And spoke words into our life. But we were too busy to hear what he had to say. It would be terrible to know that by just the width of a boat. Just the width of a boat. I could miss a miracle. Because I was not willing to listen to what God was saying into my life. I come again to remind you that he cares. He was concerned about the empty nets of seven frustrated fishermen. And if God would be interested in the empty net of seven fishermen, surely he would be interested in the things in my life that matter more than fish. That he would be interested in what's happening in my world right now that I'm ready to give up on, that I'm ready to throw in the towel concerning that he would care enough about me that even though he's got a busy agenda, he's got a great purpose, he's got a world to keep, he would take time out of his busyness to come to my personal situation and sit down beside me and say, hey, what's going on in your life this morning? What What's happening with all of this labor and nothing's what, what 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 do you have to prove he would care enough to come right where i am 
and ask me so that I could find his miraculous provision. Oh, God, we need you right now in this place. Let's stand to our feet together. Praise God.